0: That's IrishTimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. I've always said that the election should happen at the best time for the country. Now is that time?
1: There's nobody who needs a homily from me, Hall Martin. Look, they've taken our policies. They are bereft of policies. He
0: could be just saying that to get voted. Maybe he doesn't even do any of it.
2: This is Election Daily, the special series from the Inside Politics podcast team at the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan and every evening we are keeping you up to date on this general election campaign with our finest reporters. In today's case, that means Jennifer Bray and Harry McGee. You're both very welcome.
1: You say that to all your reporters.
2: Yeah, I do actually. I'm completely <laughs> uh, fickle, fickle, absolutely promiscuous even. Anyway, we, still, we still love it for you. Thank you we so do much. <laughs> I'm anyway. flattered Scarlett O'Yamk. Jennifer, hot news off the press. Mary Lou Macdonald will be added to the head-to-head debate on RTE tomorrow, Tuesday evening.
1: Yes, indeed. And I think uh, over the weekend we saw a huge um, a huge amount of cross-party support for her to be included in that debate. People from Labour, people from Fianna Fáil, you know, from across the board. So it's kind of inevitable that they would have to do this. And I suppose if you look at the polls uh, and the trend, that's very clearly emerged. Um, it shows that, you know, Sinn Féin are right up there with, with Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. So, so they, is this purely about to, the polls? To, because
2: um, RT obviously made one decision several weeks ago and they've made a different decision now. Is what's driven that that Sinn Féin have risen by, I suppose, depending on what poll you count, but across, on average, about 6 or
1: 7%? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would have to be taken into consideration. And not only that, but when you have the other two leaders, like Leo Varadkar and Micheál Martin, coming out and saying, I think that she should be included, then you have kind of everybody agrees and really you kind of have to do it. So it's sort of inevitable. I was not surprised at all that they've included her. But I do think it will make for an absolutely fascinating debate um, because it changes the whole dynamic if she's there. So the the previously you could have expected to see Mio Martin and Leo Varag kind of go for each other um, and maybe, you know, skin and hair might flow. We might see a bit more passion that we haven't seen in, in these debates so far but now I think they're actually going to have to rein it in a little bit because if they both pile in on Mary Lou MacDonald I think visually that looks really bad. Um, she
2: used that to her advantage in one of the debates last week.
1: Exactly, yeah. And it puts her in kind of this really strange win-win position that you know if they go for her they kind of look bad and if they don't well it's easier for her so I think she's in a I think she's in a pretty sweet spot right now so but either ways, it'll be fascinating to see how they handle it I think honestly if they want to avoid any kind of uh, criticism along those lines about optics and the, the the visual nature of it after they probably just all need to get completely stuck into each other
2: Mm, there's something to look forward to, Harry. I mean, it's kind of. I remember at the st- very start of this campaign, this was supposed to be the big set piece, the one, if the whole thing was still in the balance, that would make all the difference, the head-to-head between the two potential Tishik, And now it's something else entirely.
0: Yeah, everything has been thrown on its um, head in this election. I was looking through at some of my own predictions from um, from about a week or two weeks before the campaign started, and they are spectacularly wrong. And I think everybody's campaign was predicated on Sinn Féin having a poor election, and it was based on how... Poorly they did in the local and European elections last year. The mistake I made in analysing that, and I think everybody else did, I think Sinn Féin themselves uh, were not uh, forecasting a particularly strong election for them, they were looking at consolidation, was is that Sinn Féin was a party of opposition, not a party in uh, government. And the fall of last year can be reversed by those in opposition, as happened with Tineghael, for example, in 2010, where they hit a nadir in June, when Andy Kenny's leadership was challenged. And then suddenly, within three or four months, they were within a whisker of becoming an overall majority. In fact, it was only the late Project Fear Tesco ad that the Labour Party issued at the time uh, that really prevented Fine Gael getting an overall uh, majority. So Sinn Féin have benefited from one thing, and it's it, this mood for change. And there's a discernible mood for change. It was identified by our opinion poll last week, and I'm sure it's going to be uh, identified uh, again tonight. And that has out Trumped, if you excuse the kind of the jeu de mots, the play of words there, it has out trumped everything else in this election. And there are analogies. I don't want to be too simplistic about it to be drawn with Brexit that people want change and they don't really care about the um, consequences. So Fine Gael and Fall have been battering them away for the past five or six days, talking about their crazy economic policies and they're going to lead us all into rackaroon. And the clear uh, message from the people is we don't really care. We look at Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. Uh, people are always saying they should go into coalition with each other. But I think a lot of people out there regarded the confidence and supply arrangement between the two as parties... As a form of coalition. Almost as a form of coalition, mm. of a kind of a coalescing or merging of the two parties. So when they started looking for, for something else, and this a lot of them are this generation that have been excluded from home ownership, that have been excluded from permanent jobs, who are paying exorbitant rents, sometimes have to move home with their families and have this great volatility in their lives. And then they see the older generation who have all the things that they desire but just can't have. They want something that's completely different. And they look at Fianna Fáil, uh, which is saying change, but they don't identify change in Fianna Fáil. They look at Labour and the Greens and they don't see sufficient change there because they're willing to go into coalition and their messages just haven't been strong enough. So when it came to a party of change, the obvious uh, repository for that was uh, Sinn Féin, and even even people who say, "Well, Sinn Féin didn't have a particular strategy, and they didn't." It doesn't matter, Sinn Féin are the party that you know. Who cares if Kerry drew with mm. Dublin in the All Ireland final? It was Dublin that won the five in the row, and they have benefited from it. And they've had a uh, a campaign where they haven't engaged very much. It's almost like they pressed the cruise control button at the start. They allowed Mary Lou, Owner Bryn and Pierce Doherty to do most of their bidding. They haven't had lots of policy announcements like everybody else. And it has been a winning formula for them.
2: So if Sinn Féin have pressed the cruise control button, have Finnegale now broken the glass and pressed the panic button, Jen?
1: They have pressed the full-on red panic button. I was talking to one Finnegale TD today and I just said, you know, are you worried? And they said, I'm beyond worried. I'm just beyond worried at this stage. And that they're gone even beyond the beyond in that, they're now kind of thinking, am I is this going to be seriously embarrassing? Are we going to be embarrassed uh, above all uh, at the weekend? And what would
2: embarrassing mean?
1: As in, let's say you were in, in your local constituency that you may have got a decent vote the last time, that you're going to get such a low vote this time around that you'll be a bit of a laughing stock. And, and some of them are actually worrying about that. And I I talk to people in Finegale and they're they're upset. Like, so there is a it is um, it's going to be a fascinating few days but I think the the other thing about the Finnegall campaign is their ads and their social media campaign and honestly it's like watching a pile up it's just absolutely it's just so bad it's just so bad there were a couple of things at the weekend uh, we've seen Pascal Donoghue the Minister for Finance uh, obviously he's had um, his soapbox ad and this is where he's taken a soapbox and gone to Henry Street and he's also gone to Houston Station and he's kind of just shouting up at the sky and nobody listening and it's a really bizarre kind of ad and it kind of made me feel a little bit bad for him but their social media strategy is just I don't know who is organising it or what they're thinking because it's not working and they're just be—they're actually to be honest they're a bit of a laughing stock um, Which I th- can
2: be a disaster on the internet you get it wrong yeah. and all of a sudden you're getting memed and re-memed all over the place which is yeah. what happened with their No to Coalition which in Fein they all got very upset when people were ripping it apart that's what happens on the internet
1: Well th- exactly yeah and, and that particular ad that you are talking about obviously was something that was was put up by Leo Varadkar on Saturday, and he said, "I've asked my ministers. You know, would you go into coalition with Sinn Féin? And it's no, absolutely not, not a chance in hell, no way.
0: No, no way, definitely no, not a
1: chance.
0: Nope, never, no way.
1: Of course, that video was going to be taken and put by other parties to different questions, such as, will Finnegayle stop wasting public money? No, not a chance, no way. You know, or uh, you know, will you fund this launch care report? And." Always, when these things happen online, people say stuff like, "But oh, you guys are just falling into the trap." They just want you to share it. You know, this is what they want. There, there's a big grand plan here, and you're not seeing it. Um, but actually, when um, I put out a tweet on Saturday, laughing at one, the Labour Party video, and immediately got these texts or uh, WhatsApps from someone in Finnegale saying, "This is not acceptable. This is really unfair. These parties are breaking the, the fair play pledge that we all signed that we wouldn't misrepresent each other online." You know, and I think you should ask them these questions. I was like, "Okay, so you actually did not." expect
2: it. These people really do not understand the rules of the game in um,
1: 2020, not. do they? I just don't understand. Mm, sometimes, I
0: don't. yeah, sometimes rules of the game are there are no rules, well, unfortunately. Indeed. Well, indeed, they don't yeah. understand
1: but that. That's, you know,
2: that's the way it works. I mean, the... the, the the Pascal sub box things I thought were kind of interesting as well as cringe cringe making oh. because there's a sort of an a, there's an attempt, I suppose, to do a Paschal version of that famous moment that Brian Cowan uh, did in two thousand and seven where he came out and basically put the fear of bejesus into a bunch of Fianna Fáil voters who were about to defect and got them back over the line and won the election a lot of people feel for, for Bertie Ahern, along with the debate. He was going to be the voice of reason. You've got to stick with us because we're a safe safe pair of hands. And but the soapbox thing really doesn't get that across in, a, in an effective way. Yeah, and
0: I think there's one flaw with that strategy, uh, and the flaw is is is, is this for, for for the respective parties is that Sinn Féin can't form a coalition with itself as the you know it just doesn't have an it doesn't have enough candidates, you know it has 42 candidates. Its prospect I was just doing a tot up there I, I, on a really good day I can't see it winning more than 30 seats. That would be a really good day for the party. 27, I, I can see it win. 26 and 27, I can see it win. Uh, relatively uh, handily based on on opinion poll figures. So, um, you know, if we go back to the PDs in 2002 with kind of single uh, single party government, no thanks, which was a very effective scare tactic the Tesco ad by the Labour Party with Fine Gael in 2011 was very effective. But they don't work with Sinn Féin because Sinn Féin, people know that Sinn Féin won't be... Uh, in in power, and it just it seems that people are disinclined to look mm. at the the detail this time. They're looking at the big picture, and they're looking at uh, this election seems to be determined more that by more more by mood. Uh, than by detail, as far as I can see it uh, so far. And even if you look at the debate, I mean, one of the things that's been very noticeable is that all of the conversation has revolved around Sinn Féin. They've made themselves a conversation of this election and that's played to the benefit of the party. And Mary Lou Macdonald being excluded from the first debate, her exclusion actually, in a way, paradoxically, uh, made her the the, the, the winner of that debate. And even uh, ahead of tonight's debate, uh, win, lose or draw if she was in it she, she, she's tomorrow a winner. Tomorrow night's debate. Sorry, yep. tomorrow night's debate. If she's in it she's a winner. Uh, if she's out of it she was also uh, a winner. And even when she's in it uh, the, the other two party leaders are going to have a very difficult time because if they attack her uh, a lot of their, their attacks on Sinn Féin is based around its economic proposals and I think the, the, the attacks are going to come along the same lines. And then she can easily point out and say well we're the change party and as you can see, these guys are exactly the same and they're ganging up on me now. So that, I think, will play to Sinn Féin's benefit as, as well. So the graph that went down for Sinn Féin as the 2016 Campaign went along, hasn't happened so far. I think there might be some correction towards the end of the week where people might have second thoughts about Sinn Fein, but Sinn Fein are going to have a good election okay. no matter what. I'll hold
2: that thought for a minute. Just to mention again that we're going to be holding an Inside uh, Politics election event for subscribers next Wednesday evening in front of a live audience in Trinity College Dublin, where we will join by Fintan O'Toole, Jennifer O'Connell, Jennifer Bray, who's right here with us, Mary Minahan, and Pat Lee to discuss the state of general election 2020. At that stage, there will only be one full day of the campaign left before the moratorium kicks in on Friday. And that is just one example of the benefits which flow your way if you go to irishtimes.com slash subscribe and sign up for a digital subscription with the first month costing only one euro.
0: So Harry, give us some numbers. How bad could it get for Fine Um, Fine Gael could lose uh, seats in constituencies where it has one seat. Like, for example, with it had three going into the selection. Of course, Cancorley was there, it could end up with one. It'll lose a seat in Dublin Northwest, I'm pretty sure of that, despite Noah Rock, Rock's efforts. But then you have seats and in danger in places like uh, Carla Kilkenny, where it has two. They could slip down to one, uh, slip down from two to one in Clare. Uh, they could lose uh, a minister in Mid-East. Uh, Darren O'Rourke, uh, the Sinn Féin candidate, has at least a possibility of getting a seat there. And then in other constituencies in Dublin and elsewhere, uh, Fine Gael could uh, have ambitions of seat gains to... Uh, uh, thwarted. And one place that has been given as an illustration of that is Tipperary, where the party had no seats and has put a huge amount of effort into recovering that seat, including this very elaborate uh, candidate selection process. And there are indications there that that strategy might backfire uh, on uh, Fine Gael. And um, the the party just has failed to fire fire during uh, this election uh, campaign. And ironically, uh, the seats that, that, uh, that, that Fine Gael is forfeiting might actually be going to Sinn Féin. So Sinn Féin is 42 candidates. It's not going to win in every constituency unless there's a monumental change, uh, which might happen, but I, I doubt it. But my own thought says that they could win between 26 and 30 uh, seats. They look like they might keep their two in Dublin Midwest. Uh, they could gain in Dublin West. Uh, two seats in Donegal keep the two in Louth. Um, they could also uh, gain in Meath East, as I said, Darren O'Rourke mm. is their candidate there. Wexford, where they didn't have uh, hope after the local elections. Sure, they didn't even win the council seat there, yeah. They, they could win there. And then there, there are ones that are kind of slightly lesser probabilities. Uh, Galway West, where the party did very poorly. Uh, it's a very tight constituency, but they might be in the in the running there. Uh, in um, in uh, in um, I can't read my own writing here. Langford West Mead. Uh, where the party had no presence, had difficulties with the candidate uh, Paul Hogan, and they might suddenly be in the reckoning in Longford La- in Westmeath as well. So,
2: worst number for Fine Gael.
0: Well, Fine Gael could could... Um, they have 47 at the moment, and uh, they really should have 49 because of Dublin Midwest and Cork North Central. But they could slip back to the kind of numbers they had uh, after the general election, of 2002 where they went back to 33 or 34 seats they could they could least they could lose 10 seats possibly 15 on a very bad day well, well, those are pretty startling numbers. We'll see how it turns
2: out. But you heard it here first. Thanks to Harry. Thanks to Jennifer for joining us today. Thanks to Declan Connell, our producer as well. You can find us on all the usual podcast platforms. You can also get us at irishtimes.com slash podcast. You can mail us at podcast at irishtimes.com or you can easily find us on Twitter. We'll be back on your feed very soon because we're going to have the results of our poll later this evening. But for now, thanks for listening.